Hello, hello, and welcome back to Santana's Nerve Flow Podcast. I'm your host and the captain of this ship, Santana. So if you couldn't quite figure out that intro song, today we're talking about 1988's Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Let's get into it. So like I said, this film came out in the summer of 1988, and it had a budget of, it looks like, between 50 and 70 million. Couldn't get an exact number there, but it looks like box office wise it made 351.5 million it definitely made made a little bit of a profit there the movie was directed by robert zemeckis and if you don't know robert zemeckis he's done quite a bunch of great classic movies especially from the 80s um he's the director of the back to the future trilogy just to name a few and it was actually produced by quite a few companies um just to name a few we got touchstones pictures amblin entertainment walt disney animation studio silver screen partners um warner brothers uh like i said it had uh film flex it had a lot of a lot of production companies um teaming up to make this movie this movie is kind of like a one of its kind um i'm sure there's a couple other movies like it but this movie bringing so many different uh production companies together and then i mean really the big two are uh disney and warner brothers coming together using both of their classic characters in the movie i mean nowadays that's like unheard heard of especially with all the different cinematic universes that each film uh, company production company tries to build you will never see for example mickey mouse and bugs bunny on the same screen again which happened in this movie in 1988 that's that's kind of blows my mind a little bit if i were to describe the movie it's like uh it's like it's part animated movie mixed with live action it's a period piece it's a like a detective noir piece it's it's quite a few mixes all together. It led to way to to like a lot of the mixed movies that you have your mixed animated and live action movies now, like uh, like Space Jam or even like Sonic. All those movies, they they really led. This movie actually, I should say, really led the way to all those movies. I mean, there were movies like that before, like Mary Poppins and whatnot. But this one was the big, big one that really like kicked the door open to let a bunch of these other movies start. And this film had a really good cast i mean the the main cast is really good and then there's a bunch of i guess if you want to say like cameos or small parts of other people um animated people voice actors um even like puppeteers uh, of the time the very popular ones it's let's see we have uh starring in the movie we got the late great bob hoskins playing eddie valiant we got voicing um roger rabbit charles uh fleischer um he actually apparently he would dress up as roger rabbit and he'd do the voice for him like in the background so the rest of the actors can like really get into the into character um he was really into it like that i don't see why he needed to dress up in a full roger rabbit outfit but i mean it worked like the movie it was a great success we also have playing the the villain of the movie playing judge doom we got christopher lloyd um he's uh i mean he's doc brown he's uh, uncle fester he's uh, most of the roles he does are pretty pretty classic we got uh, voicing Jessica Rabbit, we got Kathleen Turner. Um, we got playing Dolores, uh, which is Eddie Valiant's like girlfriend. Uh, Joanna Cassidy voicing um, a bunch of voices actually, but I mean the main voice that pops out is Daffy Duck. He's voiced by Mel Mel Blanc. Um, voicing Pinocchio, we got Peter Westy playing Marvin Acme. We got Stubby K playing R.K. Maroon. We got Alan Tilburn, and those are supposed to be like the big two companies cartoon 
companies, Maroon and Acme, they're facing off in the movie. Uh, also playing, let's see, playing Raul, we got Joe Silver in like a in like a cameo. Joe Silver, he's a pretty famous producer. And there are just like so many actors doing voices. Like you have Jim Cummings, Eugene Gutierrez, you got Lou Hirsch playing the baby Herman, you got Morgan Deere, you got Richard Riding playing Angelo, you got Mike Edmonds playing Stretch, Tony Anselmo playing Donald Duck, Frank Welker playing Dumbo. I mean, there was just a lot of a lot of animated characters, a lot of voice work done. Um, you have Wayne Allwine playing Mickey Mouse. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of good uh, character animated animated character voice actors in this movie. So the movie was actually based on a book. Let's see, the book was called Who Censored Roger Rabbit. Apparently, it stayed pretty faithful to the to the book, except it added a few characters like Judge Doom, the villain. He wasn't in the book, and um, well, I guess it kind of didn't stay faithful because in the book Roger Rabbit dies like towards the beginning but he doesn't die in this movie he gets kidnapped a few times but uh he doesn't die and surprisingly for like uh I guess it's I guess it's a kid movie it has a lot of uh twists and turns in it um like I said our main character is Eddie Valley and played by Bob Hoskins he's uh he's a private eye he used to have a business with his brother the Valley in a Valley and private eyes and his brother was killed um I think it said if I remember like four or five years ago by uh by a tune but i guess no one believed it or no one believed the tune can kill someone um and by the way in the movie it's like live action people mixing around with animated characters and cartoons like it's nothing like it's just normal like the cartoons are like actors for the movies and whatnot um because the movie takes place uh, i believe in 1947 so it's like prime time original uh hollywood time like way back in the day in la where you have all the studios right next to each other so i believe eddie says that uh the tune dropped like a piano on top of his brother and, and killed him and murdered him but they never found the tune except that he had like a really high squeaky voice so from that point he's really like he's kind of like racist against cartoons like he really doesn't like them he doesn't want to work with them doesn't want to see them and he becomes kind of like a drunk um he, he, he barely keeping his business going can barely pay the rent and whatnot um he's like he's just really down on his luck since his brother was murdered so he gets a case from i believe is it uh was it acme or maroon i think it was rk maroon uh, hired him paid him 100 bucks 50 up front and 50 after the case is solved um <laughs> i guess that's pretty good for back in the day 1947 uh, i'm not really sure what would that amount to now but he seemed real happy for the 100 bucks so he hires him to to like take pictures of um roger rabbit's wife jessica rabbit um and i gotta say <laughs> this was probably a lot of people's first like fantasy girlfriend <laughs> a lot of kids really fell in love with jessica rabbit they they draw i think she had a line what was it she she said oh she's not bad she's just drawn that way <laughs> and then there's also like an infamous scene where she flies out of out of the taxi car and her skirt comes up and <laughs> that's all I'll, I'll get into is like for like a half a second there's a pretty infamous scene so like i said eddie gets hired to um he's like a private eye so he gets hired to take pictures of jessica rabbit and um the boss of acme like um couldn't remember if it's just a cartoon company or a film company or whatnot but the boss of Ac acme he also owns like toontown i guess that's where all the tunes live so i guess <laughs> jessica rabbit and 
and the guy from Acme there, uh, they've been hanging out play, playing patty cake, like literally play, playing patty cake. That's not like a euphemism for anything. It's just they're playing patty cake. But that infuriates Roger Rabbit, though, when he sees the pictures. So like I said, Eddie, he, he gets the pictures, he sees it, and then he's supposed to, I mean, he gets caught into this whole big scheme that they're trying to take out Toontown, the Judge Doom, he's trying to take out Toontown. He's also trying to take out the railway system because he wants to build a highway system um it's pretty funny though in the movie because everyone's like keeps like whenever they talk about the highway system or whatnot everyone's like that'll never work i mean la traffic we we got the best uh public public transportation system in the world who would ever make a highway here uh and then you look at it now like man freaking la traffic is terrible man their highway system is insane man it's kind of like like being in a crazy like a kind of like a star wars world really so so many cars man there's so much smog so when i when you see them mention that in the movie it actually cracks you up a little bit like i said the film has a lot of twists and turns and whatnot i mean it's really it's a really good movie like overall the story but when you really look at it you look for like the special effects and whatnot and um this film actually won quite a few academy awards for special effects and editing let's see what they won it was actually nominated for it looks like seven awards let's see it was nominated for best production design it didn't win that one it was nominated for best sound mixing didn't win that one it was nominated for best cinematography didn't win that one but it was uh nominated for uh it looks like an honorary award a special achievement academy award for richard williams for uh special effects it looks like but then the actual awards it won it was nominated for Best Sound Editing, and, and it won that one. It was also nominated for Best Film Editing. It won that one. It was also nominated for Best Visual Effects, and it won that one. So actually, it was nominated for quite a few awards, and it won quite a few of them, too. I got to say, the special effects really still hold up uh to this day i mean obviously um it's it's an the animated look is is kind of dated but i mean the interaction between the live action actors and the animations it's i mean it's pretty spot on to tell you the truth i mean there's a couple points where um like when eddie goes to toontown uh it's it's pretty obviously <laughs> they they just stuck him into a cartoon he stands out a little bit but um like when in when the cartoons like Roger Rabbit especially is hanging out with Eddie because they're like side by side for most of the movie um it's really really good I gotta say um I mean let's see Bob Hoskins has said that he had to like just imagine being like next to cartoons all the time that he did it so much that after the film ended he was seeing cartoons all over the place for a few years like kind of made him a little bit crazy he was saying and also when he was acting they would put in I mean sometimes they would use like a, a puppet uh rabbit just so he can get like an eyesight where he's at but there was also just a lot of props being moved around by puppeteers and stuff like i i remember seeing uh like a uh video about the when the weasels come into eddie's uh, apartment trying to look for roger and eddie's washing or he's pretending to wash the clothes in the sink he has roger in the sink and then one of the weasels puts a gun to eddie's face like trying to um get him to talk um there's actually the only thing that's there is the gun like they're pulling it on a string and and they add the weasel in after i mean there's a lot of cool stuff like that going 
and iron um they work they made a few like robots and stuff to move stuff around in place of the animated characters i mean it's really cool like like groundbreaking stuff especially for back in the day like that that like i said really led led the way to a lot of movies i mean probably the most famous one would be like space jam um without this movie they're definitely i i would doubt there'd be a space jam uh there definitely wouldn't be a space jam too sorry lebron <laughs> But uh, I mean, like I said, the the special effects in this movie, the animating, it's fantastic. And I believe they also said, I think I saw that they, they didn't um, use one bit of like CGI, everything, all the animation was hand drawn and they had to composite it together with the actors, with the film. Uh, I mean, that's that's crazy to tell you the truth. And, I mean, I know it was 1988, so there wasn't really too much CGI going on or it was basic stuff, but have everything hand drawn to to put in together with the live action that i mean it's hard for them to do it right now with cgi and they did it just hand-drawn animators that's i mean kudos to them man they did some fantastic work like overall the characters they're they're all really good i mean roger rabbit he he's he can get annoying at annoying at times but not too much not where you're like it's not like a jar jar bing situation um he he doesn't he doesn't go too far off the rails um bob hoskins as eddie valen i mean he did a great job i gotta say um and i guess they picked a the right guy because Bob Hoskins before this he really did like a lot of British gangster films and stuff like that so you you be you believed it as him being like a private eye especially on some of the scenes where he has to act tough but um even like uh Judge Doom I mean uh Christopher Lloyd he he killed it, I gotta say. <laughs> it's another one of his most iconic characters, I gotta say. I mean, I hold it up there on his Mount on his Mount Rushmore of, of characters that he plays. I mean, before he even goes all animated at the end, because he actually is the cartoon that killed uh Eddie's brother. It gets revealed at the end because he gets he gets run over and flattened by like a cement flattener and then he comes back to life he goes to like a helium tank and fills up his body with helium and his eyeballs pop up and then you, he has like these crazy animated red eyes going all over the place and his voice gets super high and squeaky i mean i gotta say i mean it, it, it was pretty wild stuff man. uh i know my my daughter's got a little bit scared there for a second i mean I can't imagine the people back in the day watching in the theaters like what the hell's going on. <laughs> um, I mean, like I said, he he played a really good villain. Even before that, he he was just menacing and terrifying at points too. Dressed in all black, he's throwing uh, tunes inside the dip and murdering them. <laughs> I mean, and then the last uh, like fight scene at the end between him and Eddie is pretty cool too. Um, Eddie's using all the cartoon Acme gadgets like a giant magnet, um, hammers, and all types of Ac Acme stuff that you see in like the cartoons. Um, and then like the rest of the characters, like I said, mostly voice actors. They all, I mean, they all did great jobs. Like I said, a lot of kids first crush, I gotta say, is probably jessica rabbit they really over like sexualized her character the way she looked but like i said this is a film that really can't ever be made again even if they like remade it um just for having so many different movie studios work together that's kind of like unheard of i mean the biggest you have right now is like marvel working with sony to get spider-man inside their movies or having some of the marvel marvel characters inside the spider-man movies 
But to have like it was like five or six or seven, like at the time, prime movie companies, production companies working together. And then the big two of Disney and Warner Brothers having their classic famous animated characters together. I mean, that that's never going to happen again. Um, I mean, they even made it so that they had the exact amount of screen time. Warner Brothers characters and Disney characters had the same exact amount of screen times like Donald Duck and Daffy Duck are playing the piano and they're on screen exactly the same amount of time you have mickey mouse and bugs bunny parachuting in and i mean i think mickey mouse might have had like two or three seconds longer but uh, pretty much exactly the same amount of screen time and at the end when they show like i mean it shows a lot of old classic disney characters towards the end there when they're in toontown but like i said that something like that really would never happen and that's like having the avengers and the justice league in the same movie like that I mean, it's a dream, but it, that honestly, it probably will never happen. And apparently Steven Spielberg was like the big guy who was able to get all the companies to work together. Um, I like even his his production company, Amblin Entertainment, was like one of the prime companies in there. But I guess he's the one who went to like all the different companies and all the different actors and brought them all together for this film. So, I mean, thank you, Steven Spielberg. One of the greatest directors is one of the greatest uh, deal makers. I guess also. And talking about deals, I got a great deal for you right now. I got a deal for you from one of my affiliates, Buzzsprout. So today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show. Podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and many, many more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is very passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. You can definitely create something great using Buzzsprout. And if you use the link in my description, you'll get a $20 Buzzsprout credit for a paid sign-up. Once again, for a $20 Buzzsprout credit for a paid sign-up. Use the link in my description. Once again, that's Buzzsprout. B-U-Z-Z-S-P-R-O-U-T. Buzzsprout. So if I were to give it an overall rating this movie, I mean, it, it's pretty classic, I gotta say. And definitely for opening the doors for a lot of future movies, I gotta say, I gotta put up there with some of the best ones. I'd say I give it, it's a solid eight, to tell you the truth. Has a really good story, a lot of twists and turns. Good, uh, I mean, not good, like great special effects and sound effects and editing. I mean, obviously, it won quite a few Academy Awards for those subjects. Um, like I said, a solid eight is definitely, definitely a good watch. If you've definitely, if you haven't seen it, I mean, you, you can watch it on Disney Plus right now. It's, it's, it's really good. It's a good one. It's definitely, it's, uh, it's a credit to the to the people who made this film back in the day. It's, it really shines 
minds with not using any cgi just using straight up special effects blending animation with live action and just for the nostalgic factor or just for the factor that, that you have like mickey mouse and bugs bunny in the same scene or donald duck and daffy duck in the same scene um all these different animated characters classic famous animated characters from from different major companies coming together in one film i say you should just watch it for that at least um but I, you'll definitely have a good time watching it it's really good it has a lot of funny jokes a lot some of the jokes might go over the head of the kids and the adults and the parents will get them but <laughs> It, it's all good stuff. It's good family entertainment. Like I said, I'd give a solid 8.0. Well, ladies and gentlemen, guys and gals, it looks like the ship has returned to the dock. So as always, thank you for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one. Have a good one.